I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. San Francisco Mayor London Breed shared that she had tested positive for COVID on Wednesday. That's just two days after this. I am so excited. The streets are lined up in blue and gold. We're going to give a homecoming like no other. Welcome home, Warriors! Is it just me, or is Breed sounding a little scratchy there? The mayor had managed to avoid COVID for more than two years. Early on in the pandemic, she earned national praise for her leadership, issuing a shelter-in-place order ahead of other cities across the country. Until now, Breed's been one of the lucky ones, avoiding COVID for so long. Even after taking the heat for dancing and singing unmasked at an impromptu indoor Tony, Tony, Tony performance back in September. I had a good time at the Black Cat. And I think it's sad that um, this is even a story. We don't know how she got it, but it only takes one event, a Warriors victory parade or a coffee with an infected friend, to change that luck. If you're in that camp and you still haven't gotten COVID, what are the odds that you never will? Omicron and its subvariants are highly transmissible, and safe personal social behavior might not be enough. Even if you've remained COVID-free, should you still accept the inevitability that you'll get it at some point? Or do you possess some kind of magical immunity that I wish I had? Chronicle reporter Danielle Echeverria is here to talk about how health experts are answering those questions. Danielle, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to finally be on the podcast. Me too. Danielle, at this point, I think I've lost count on how many people I know that have gotten COVID in the past month or so. Omicron and its subvariants have really changed the game here, it seems. And for those that have managed to dodge getting infected, bravo to them. Do we know how they've been able to do it? Yeah, so same. I have also lost count of how many people I know that have gotten COVID, myself included. But we we don't really know for sure how people have been able to avoid it if they have. You know, it comes down to a variety of different things. For some, you know, they are just being really, really careful, wearing N95s always, staying at home, avoiding public spaces. But for many people, they're either just really lucky and for whatever reason haven't gotten it, even though they've been exposed. For others, especially if you're vaccinated, You may just never test positive. Your viral load may never get high enough to test positive, even if you technically did get infected. And there's just so many ways that the immune system works that it's hard to say why some people have never gotten it despite repeated exposure. And it's clear that the latest round of subvariants is making COVID extremely transmissible. Does this seem to be sort of our new reality? We're going to be facing more transmissible variants that's just going to make COVID harder to avoid? Yes, probably experts think that is our new reality. We know that with Omicron, it sent cases skyrocketing to to levels we had never seen back in January. It kind of came down in March. And then Omicron subvariants, as you said, have pushed cases back up. So with the subvariants, Omicron is continuing to spread extremely effectively, which has kept case rates pretty high. And they're sort of staying at this level um, in sort of a long tail after a big curve. So, Danielle, on Wednesday, we got word that San Francisco Mayor Lennon Breed tested positive for COVID. And I can't help but think about her being at the Warriors parade on Monday, if she got infected there or if she was infecting others. Does this kind of high transmissibility ultimately boil down to personal social behavior? 
I mean, in some ways, experts have said, of course, it does come down to to individual social behavior because the more people are out socializing without masks, the more COVID is going to spread. We've seen that time and time again. But this time, the subvariants, as I just said, are extremely transmissible. So one expert told me you would have to be extremely careful and everyone you know and ever interact with would also have to be extremely careful for you to effectively avoid COVID with this surge. So, you know, social behavior does, of course, lead to higher spread of COVID, but the the variants themselves are extremely effective at getting around anyway. Mm-hmm. Even in gatherings of people that you know well. Um And Danielle, I understand that you were part of the Chronicle crew that was on the ground reporting at the Warriors Parade. I had FOMO. I didn't go. It looked like so much fun. What did that feel like for you as you were reporting on this huge, massive, crowded event, but also probably trying to stay safe? Yeah, I mean, it was really fun. I have to say I had a great time. It was my first time covering a championship parade. So that was really, really amazing to see. The energy was fantastic. But, you know, as you said, it it was a little bit scary because, you know, there were just so many people there. I got a text from one of my friends who was attending the parade and she hasn't had COVID yet. And the text said, if I don't get COVID today, it will be a miracle just because there were that many people there. Um, Mm. I felt, you know, sort of okay about it just because everything was outside and we know things spread less outside. But... You never know. I mean, so far, so good, but I'm knocking on all the wood around. And not a lot of masks around, right? No, not a lot of masks. Some people did wear masks, but for for the most part, very little masking. We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. So what do experts think? Does responsibility lie with the individual or the larger community? That's a bit of a tough question. You know, with with the variants being so transmissible, as we've been talking about, there's there's little that the individual themselves can do. Uh, One of our experts, Abrar Karan, he told me before you could N95 your way through a wave, but that's no longer the case just because things are so transmissible. So the responsibility, they think, does come a bit down to individual behavior, community behavior. But in a lot of cases, they think that there's more that the government can do or different policymakers can do to help slow the spread and slow transmission that goes beyond just isolation. Is that a critique on the relaxing of so many guidelines, like not having to test negative before entering the country? I mean, masks, like you said, are pretty much non-existent for the most part. Is that a critique on public guidance? Yes and no. I think experts are getting a little bit frustrated with the fact that the the public guidance, wearing masks, staying at home, that can only get you so far alone. And they're they're frustrated that efforts have really been only focused in those areas, even testing, um, you know, before a flight that can only get you so far. So they're hoping that, you know, we can do more to prevent COVID in the first place and better prepare for for future pandemics. Um, One of my experts, again, Abrar Karan, he told me that 
he's really pushing and he's been advocating for this the whole time that he's been working on COVID issues and working in the hospital. He's been advocating for better ventilation uh, and air filtration in indoor spaces. Things like that, he said, can help no matter the variant, because we always know that COVID is going to transmit through the air. So for improving the air continually, COVID will spread less. Mm -hmm. So at this point, there's so much that's beyond our control. But what do health experts continue saying is the best way to continue dodging COVID if you haven't gotten it yet or to prevent a reinfection? So, of course, experts are saying get vaccinated, get boosted. If you're over 50, it's especially important that you get that second booster. You can, of course, keep wearing an N95, avoiding, you know, public spaces and eating indoors and things like that. The general things we know tend to help prevent COVID. But beyond that, you know, you can't shut down your whole life. I think experts are are very aware of that this far into the pandemic, and they don't want you to shut down your whole life if you don't have to. It kind of comes down to individual risk calculations and what kinds of things you think are worth risking getting COVID and what kinds of things aren't. Um, and of course, I think experts are very, very hopeful about treatments being improved and better vaccines down the pipeline. So even if you do get it there, there is a chance that you won't have the worst outcome, but there are still ways to avoid it while cases are so high. It's just about being aware. So, Danielle, I don't know about you, but I've also talked to a ton of people who haven't gotten COVID yet, and they're pretty much just resigned to this idea of, I'm going to get it at some point, and I'm just going to have to accept that. Why are health experts telling people to not adopt that philosophy? Well, we still don't know a lot of the implications of COVID. In the history of diseases, COVID is very, very new still. Even though it's been around for a couple years now, there's still so little we understand about the long-term effects. So I think experts don't want so many people getting COVID and then getting long COVID and you're disabled and we we just don't know what could happen with this virus 10, 15 years down the line. And there are still a lot of people dying from COVID, even though there are less compared to how many cases we're seeing now because of vaccines. There's mm -hmm. still people dying. Another big part of this high level of cases that we're seeing all of the time and, and being resigned to getting COVID, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have been seeing this in their own workplaces, and it's a problem at hospitals as well. When so many people get COVID, there's a big economic impact for all of those people being out of the workforce. We've seen it a lot on airlines when staff gets COVID and then all these flights are canceled. So that's another big reason not to just resign yourself to getting COVID right away. Mm -hmm. Danielle, thank you so much for your reporting. I appreciate you chatting with me about it. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Danielle Echeverria is a part of the Chronicle's breaking news and engagement team. Her story about the odds of avoiding COVID is online now at sfchronicle.com and on the Chronicle app. Thanks to King Kaufman for edits and to you for listening.